It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by SouthernGourmetSpice.com. If you're looking for the best spices to add uh, to any meal, just check out SouthernGourmetSpice.com. Make sure you tell them Billy C. sent you. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by the Title Bout Championship Computer Game. Get yourself a copy right now by visiting BillyCBoxing.com. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Bettis Men and a Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy right now. By visiting Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or just drop me an email, Billy at Talking Boxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. It's our post-fight show, Anthony Joshua uh, versus uh, uh, Orlando, uh, Alexander Yusick, and Yusick put on a show. What a great fight. What a great fight. I, I, I can't say enough. Um, I, let me start off by saying this. You know, Anthony Joshua, nobody loves Anthony Joshua more than me. Uh, but uh, no defense. I had to fight close. Uh, the official scores, 117-112, 116-112, and 115-113, all in favor of um, Yusick, and he's the new world heavyweight champion. Uh, what was on the line was um, AJ's, uh, all of his titles, actually, the WBO, the IBF, the WBA and IBO. Uh, congratulations to Usyk. Um, I scored the fight 115-113 for Usyk. Uh, a couple of the close rounds, I thought that AJ landed the more powerful punch. But at the end of the day, Anthony Joshua's weakness. I, I, no defense. I mean, uh, you know, granted he was fighting a, a, a very accurate puncher in Usyk, um, but... Uh, uh, he, he let too many shots go in. And he seemed slow to me today. He seemed kind of slow. Uh, but uh, what a great performance by Usyk. Uh, what a great fight. I mean, it was action-packed uh, from beginning to end. So, I, you know, I, I, I loved it. I loved uh, uh, the fight. There's for sure. So, um, as far as the rest of the card, well, uh, there was some great fights on that card. Um, well... Tell you the truth, they're one-sided fights, but let's go. Callum Smith debuted at light heavyweight. Uh, devastating second-round knockout over uh, Lennon Castillo. Uh, right hand did the damage. They basically brought him to the hospital. Uh, welcome to the light heavyweight division, Callum Smith. Campbell Hatton. Um, what a robbery. Uh, I thought Sonny Martinez uh, beat him. The way I scored it was basically five rounds to one, but the uh, home cooking... 58-57 in favor of Hatton. Terrible decision in my uh, opinion. And Lawrence Oakley improved to 17-0 uh, and 0 with um, 14 knockouts when he stopped uh, Dylan uh, Prazovic uh, in that fight. Um, he was a uh, third-round knockout with that uh, body shot. Uh, but back to the main event. Um, you know... 
I, I got to be honest. I, I did uh, think that uh, uh, AJ was going to win the fight. Um, you know, I, I, credit to credit to Usyk. I mean, uh, uh, what else? What else can you say? I mean, uh, great performance. He used his ring smart. First of all, um, Anthony Joshua seemed like he could never get anything going in this fight. Uh, Usyk came out. I, I, what do you think? You think he ripped a page out of Tyson Fury's book uh, when Tyson Fury fought Deontay, Deontay Wilder in his last fight? Because the truth of the matter is, is everybody thought that you know he would wait till the later rounds and try and oh analyze it. His mind is like a computer and all these things. Um, even as far going as far as referring to him as the cra crazy Ukrainian genius, um, but. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, he started that fight um, uh, pretty much uh, the way I thought Anthony Joshua should have started the fight. Um, you know, he basically uh, um, he basically was all over AJ. I mean, AJ couldn't keep him off him. You know what I mean? So um, uh, that, that's 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 the way I see it. You know, so. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if, you know, people are going to say AJ won the fight. I mean, I, I know a lot of the Brits, um, you know, they, they don't see it sometimes. Uh, maybe I'll get some criticism. I, look, I'll give you this much. I scored it the closest uh, than anyone else uh, as far as the judges go. The way I saw it, uh, rounds one, two, and three all went to Usyk. Uh, I gave rounds four, five, and six to AJ. Uh, I gave seven to Usyk. I gave eight to AJ. I gave uh, nine to Usyk. I, I, I mean, I thought the fight was close. Uh, I gave round ten to AJ, but the last two rounds in on my scorecard clearly went to um, Usyk. Uh, what does it do to the heavyweight division? Well, we got Deontay Wilder. And um, Tyson Fury coming up uh, next. Um, did Anthony Joshua just blow uh, the potential biggest fight uh, in the history of boxing with uh, with Tyson Fury? Uh, does Usyk uh, fill that role? I, I mean, why shouldn't he? Uh, to be honest with you, why, why shouldn't he? You know, um, I I think uh, I, I think that at the end of the day. Uh, you know, the best beats the best. You beat the guy, the guy who the guy who beat the guy, right? So Usyk doesn't shouldn't he be the guy? Um, you know, what does he do to Wilder? Does the height do anything for Wilder? Uh, for Usyk against Wilder? Um, it didn't seem to be much of a difference for AJ. Uh, but what about Tyson Fury? Ah, you know, um, I don't know, man. Uh, it was a tough fight. I uh, I'm a little shocked to be honest with you. I'm a little shocked. Um, didn't know uh, uh, what else to to think. I, you know, watching that fight, I'm I'm saying to myself, well, you know, when's AJ going to get it going? You know, why didn't he towards the second half of the fight? It didn't seem until the last round. It didn't seem that Usyk was hurting Anthony Joshua as much as he was in the early part of the fight. At that point, why didn't why didn't Anthony Joshua jump all over him? You know, I mean, that's what he needed to do, I think. You know, so, um, you know, what else can you say? I'm uh, going to wait and see if we can get uh, Alex Papali and, and Dax Khan uh, to join us to get their thoughts. Uh, waiting for, for that to uh, 
uh, happened. But in the meantime, um, where do you think this happened? I mean, where, where do you think it goes? We got some people in the chat room. Uh, you know, where, where do you think the heavyweight division goes now? Uh, Yusik really shook it up. You know, there's no question about that. Yusik shook it up. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, in the heavyweight division. But honestly, what can you say about uh, Yusik's performance? I mean, let's be real. The movement, the punches were accurate. Uh, he took AJ's best shots. Um, uh, what else can you say? Uh, what a game plan. Um, you know, I, I, I think that... I think that the movement gave AJ all kinds of trouble. I, I don't think that Tyson Fury uh, can move the way Usyk can. But can anybody in the heavyweight division move like Usyk displayed tonight? I mean, that footwork, uh, it, to me, I, I know one of the uh, commentators alluded to it, but to me, that was Lomachenko. That was Lomachenko reinvented. Uh, the way he was pivoting and coming back, and, and even with that cut, and, and make no mistake, that cut was bothering Usyk, but AJ didn't capitalize on it. You know, at some point in that fight, I guess it was, uh, uh, when was it? It was uh, on my scorecard. Um, it, it was uh, really the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds. I mean, that's when AJ should have turned it on, and he didn't. Uh, Usyk uh, put on a performance. Um, and Yusik deserved to win, to win the fight. As I'm watching this fight, I'm saying, don't tell me for a minute that uh, they're going to give this fight uh, to Anthony Joshua. Great fight. Wish they were all like that. Um, we're going to add uh, uh, my man Dax Khan and uh, Alex Papali. Uh, all of you are right here. Let's go to them right now. Uh, what's up, guys? What would you think of the fight? Oh, that, that that was a great fight. Better than expected. Ah, well, you said all along. I mean, I got to give you credit where credit's due. Uh, you 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 liked Usyk in this fight, Dax. I mean, you said it uh, multiple times. Uh, why, why are you saying that it was better than expected? Because I actually didn't think that Anthony Joshua was going to be able to last the distance, and I didn't think that Anthony Joshua was going to be able to deal with the constant output and the turning of Usyk. I thought that was going to be his downfall. Well, the foot movement definitely gave uh, AJ trouble. Alex, can you hear us? Are you, are you good? Alex obviously can't hear us right now, Dax, but uh, when he can, uh, and we got to turn down uh, uh, the background because that's a, a, a feeding us. So, uh, uh, Alex, are you on? Now I got you. All right, good man. Uh, what was your thoughts of the fight? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, I thought it was a great fight. Um, I thought it was a fun fight. It wasn't uh, huge on... Um, blunt force trauma uh or damage but uh it was competitive throughout um i only gave aj four rounds there was one more that was maybe close but um i thought uh Usyk bo boxed beautifully and um i really thought that uh aj did have his moments where i i actually thought that you know he was gonna come back in uh, into the fight because it definitely looked like he was hurting him. Hey, Dax, how'd you score the fight? I had it 116-112 and 
more or less, the reason why I scored it 116, 112, I, I really thought it was wider than that, but it was just those rounds where Usyk more or less played it smart and he didn't try to uh, push his luck and stay inside when Joshua in those middle rounds kind of had like that little bit of a second wind and was coming towards him. And remember, Joshua was coming pretty close with some of those right hands. So, uh, you know, Usyk more or less did exactly what, why he brought Anatoly Lomachenko into the camp for this fight and was to just keep Joshua returning and just to be a defensive master. Well, he definitely, he was an offensive master too. I mean, to be honest with you, it was, it was a complete, <laughs> complete performance. But let, let me, let me just say this. I, I guess I had it um, a lot closer than most. I had it 115-113 uh, for Usyk. Some of the rounds that were extremely close that I scored for AJ, I, I had to put power. I had to take the, the, the power of the punches and put it in uh, to, to the reasons why I scored it that way. Although Usyk was landing shots, I thought when AJ landed him in those, I thought the critical rounds for AJ was four, five, and six. I thought that he landed the harder punches, and that's why I kind of leaned uh, towards him. But as the fight went on, it seemed that both fighters kind of lost the 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 this the punch power punching power at least the way it was affecting their each other did you guys see that yeah well Usyk is not known for his punching power Usyk is known as a volume puncher Usyk for the most part maybe I know a lot of people out there will kind of disagree but he's more or less an oversized Lomachenko when he when he's when he's at his best except what people do forget. And I know that they use slightly heavier gloves. Is that Alexander Usyk took a monster shot from Joe Joyce in the World Series of Boxing? Joe Joyce hits just as, if not harder, than Anthony Joshua, in my opinion. And Usyk was able to take that, and he was able to use his feet and survive that until he recovered. Is what he did tonight against Joshua. And then the speed experience definitely was a case in this fight that uh, Anthony Joshua just really couldn't see that left hand coming, and it was sneaky. And I forget which round it was, but did you notice? I think it was somewhere around maybe the sixth or the seventh where um, Joshua smiled. And it was that smile where, okay, you got me. But he also knew that this was going to be a problem for him throughout. Alex, Definitely. why didn't, why didn't, why didn't, at least in my opinion, maybe you agree or disagree, but why didn't AJ's uh, corner make any adjustments? They didn't seem to, to, to know what to do. I mean, uh, there was there was times when I thought that AJ was going to come out and and try and neutralize Usyk, but uh, was it a lack of of trying to change the game plan, or was it just Usyk uh, forcing them to do what he wanted? Yeah, I think it was more Usyk than it was um, than it was AJ, like a failure for AJ, um, because it definitely seemed as if the the way Usyk was giving him the head movement. Um, he was giving him feints. Uh, he really just, he was the total package this evening. And I think that, um, like Dax mentioned, uh, that smile was definitely sh very telling because it did show you how um, uh, it, it, Usyk is not a huge power puncher, but he was able to connect multiple times in a row. And that's what got him in trouble. Um, I thought, you know, it's as much as AJ did not do well, um, I thought he boxed better than he has. Um, I, I agree with you. I think the game plan seemed a little off. I don't know why 
he doesn't use his great big size. That's uh, it was like he gave up too much ground from that opening round, and Yusick um, was in close and and wasn't made to pay for that ground uh, from the beginning. And once that happened, it was over. Hey, I I, I couldn't help you guys both talking about that smile. Alex, did, did you start to have uh, uh, memories of Hagler, uh, Leonard? Because, you <laughs> yeah, know, remember yeah. when, when, when we all scored yeah. that, we all said, well, you know, Len yeah. uh, Hagler's starting to act like, you know, he's doing the thing with his hand yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, starting to smile. I mean, uh, and, and we're going, this is when he knew he lost the fight, you know, but uh, uh, or was losing. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I just don't I, I just don't know why there wasn't uh, more adjustment. I agree. Uh, uh, Alex and, and Dax, what's your thoughts? I thought that AJ should have bullied him a little more. I, I should have, I, I, at some point in time, by the time they said to him, you need a knockout after the, uh, what was it, the 10th round, um, that's when he should have just went all out, you know, and, and use his size, try to bully him. Because at times, and it's the same, those same rounds I keep mentioning, at those times, he, it did seem like AJ was able to corner him a little bit and when he did land punches, it slowed Usyk down. But when he didn't land the punches, Usyk uh, pretty much hit him at will. If you look and see in the earlier rounds, which is what I think played a major part into that, is that Usyk kind of surprised Joshua with how hard that he can punch. And not saying that, you know, Usyk is a power puncher, but, you know, you could see the look on Joshua's face. It was a combination between, okay, he has a little more pop in his punch than I expected, and on top of the fact that it's fast. And I think Joshua has come to realize that stamina has been his downfall. Yesterday, actually, I started to lean a little bit more towards Joshua, seeing that he stayed at 240, which was just a couple pounds heavier than, I think, the Ruiz rematch and around the same as it was for the Pulev uh, fight. So I was saying to myself, okay, Joshua, very much like Lennox Lewis used to be or even Vladimir Klitschko, whenever they were around that 240 to 245 pound mark, they were totally different fighters than they were even at 246, 247 pounds. But um, again, you, when you have somebody like Usyk, you know, that's continuously turning you and turning you and turning you and you can't set your feet and you're constantly getting punched. It's, you know, it's just very frustrating and it doesn't give you time to think. In the gym, that's one of the things that, you know, I always try and teach uh, the younger fighters is, you know something, you don't have to let go of power. Just let go of the one, two, three, and then turn to the side. So this way, by the time they are facing you, before they get their hands up and their feet set, you're already letting your hands go and then you're turning again. And, you know, that, that really wears a fighter out mentally, which is why Lomachenko has always been so great and so successful with it, and a lot of other fighters like Whitaker, Pernell Whitaker, remember with all the awkward angles, and he would turn his fighters, uh, his opponents consistently, even against guys that were bigger, stronger punchers, and made it so difficult for them. Well, I tell you, the basic rule you tell fighters, if he hits you once, hit him twice, and that's exactly what Usyk did. Alex, um, there's a rematch clause. They talked a lot about the rematch clause for this fight. Obviously, we're going to see these two fight again. Are we going to see a different fight? I, I think it would be very difficult uh, for AJ. I really was very curious as to what exactly happened at the end because um, there's no question Joshua seemed um, – he the body language, he was clearly defeated. Something they had mentioned was about the eye. Now, I wonder if we're going to find out that – 
that swelling, you know, there was some internal damage. I don't know. He, um, this is a big uh, defeat for him. Um, I, I was a little surprised that he didn't stay and at least uh, talk um, to the DAZN uh, camera people with a post, you know, post fight interview. I think um, he was exhausted. All, si all, 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 all signs, that's what showed me. I mean, yeah, the eye, but he was sticking his tongue out two seconds before. And, and you know what? Nothing for nothing. But that referee called that could have called that a knockdown. That Those ropes were clearly keeping him up. He was leaning way back on those ropes. I'm surprised they didn't force him to come off those ropes, Dax. What do you think? In that final round, I think if that round would have went 15 more seconds, I think Usyk would have actually knocked him out. No not, um, not, not like Andy Ruiz Jr. either. I think Usyk would have literally knocked him out. What I found interesting about this fight, and I'm curious to get you guys, your guys' opinions, is that the um, when you look at this, the referee for this fight has never refereed a, a world title fight before. Howard Foster, who's a former ref and one of the judges, his biggest assignment was Parker versus Chisora. Uh, Victor uh, Fe uh, Feschich, uh, who's never refereed a world title fight, was one of the judges. Steve Weisfeld was actually the only judge involved and the only official involved in this entire fight that had had any credentials considering it was such a mega event. Did you find that strange at all? Well, you know what I could say? Kudos to them because they all had the scores right. You know, uh, the the referee did a great job. He there, there was one questionable call. So you know what? Everybody deserves a chance, and I thought they came through okay, in my opinion. Alex, your thoughts? I agree, and I, I think that was one of the things that was um, interesting about it was that it was a very clean heavyweight fight. There was I don't think there was a single clinch, or if there were, there was maybe one or two. That's wait a um, minute. That's an interesting point because there was a lot of talk about the weigh-in and how smooth it went and how much sportsmanship that was, and it was still entertaining and people loved yeah. it. And it really well, made the 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 United States boxing scene look like a bunch of clowns because there's always pushing and fighting and that whole bullshit stuff that goes on here in the states. It simply doesn't happen in England. I mean, Marty, Marty Mulcahy put a post up on Twitter that I happen to have seen, and he was 100% correct, you know, how refreshing it was to see sportsmanship at a weigh-in. I mean, that yeah. sells, too. What do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Grown-ups. And I think one of the pictures was great because you saw one fighter giving a front double biceps, and the one fighter was looking like this, and then they did it. The other guy obliged him. So, I mean, it was like, yeah. They both want you to watch this event and see us show the best. And then at the end, uh, you know, we'll we'll congratulate each other no matter what happens. And I think that was the thing, like like like, like Dax was saying, was that um, I think the other thing about this Usyk demonstrated was you could give crazy amounts of movement without stinking it out. And without circling and running all night, he basically moved all night long. But he moved left and right, left and right. Yeah, but he was he was also he was attacking. He was right. the oh, yeah. he was the definition Absolutely. of the sweet science. He was Absolutely. hitting and not getting hit, but he was still in position to inflict damage upon his opponent. And the story. 
This is yeah. what the sweet science was. He displayed yeah, the angles. sweet science tonight. You know, and, and Anthony Joshua was right in front of him but couldn't hit him. Occasionally right. landed some shots. You know, this is what I get in arguments all the time when people say, oh, Floyd Mayweather was a sweet science. No, watch Floyd's fight. Never was he doing that. He was out of the way. And, yes, you couldn't hit him. And, and you know, he's a phenomenal fighter, all those things. But what we saw tonight was the definition of the sweet science. Well, to stand there that close against somebody like an Anthony Joshua who has so much power and to be that close knowing a slight mistake can end your night. So yeah. you have to be on point no matter what. And I do think, and I kind of agree with you, that the fact that outside Steve Weisfeld, who I always think does, I'd say 80% of the time, a good job, the fact that these these other uh, officials really haven't been on this um, high level, with the, you know the amount of title fights that they've officiated, been involved in, or refereed, it might have been what made this a better fight. Considering that they're not so used to going and um, pleasing the promoter so much and making the fans happy so much and getting themselves involved in the media like an Adelaide Bird type would be. Now, another question I have, did anybody catch the comments by Alexander Usyk that he made about two weeks ago that said, if I defeat Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury defeats Deontay Wilder like I think he will, there is no question that um, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight in the world. And more or less, he kind of admitted that if him and Tyson Fury getting to the ring together due to the size difference and due to the mobility of Tyson Fury that he doesn't really think that um, he'd be able to do the same to Tyson Fury as he would to Anthony Joshua. Well, wait a minute. It's an interesting because that's the next thing I was going to ask you guys. You know, what happens to the heavyweight division now? Um, I was fumbling and bumbling in the beginning of the show. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that I, I don't know about I don't listen. We all say, at least you guys say that Tyson Fury's uh, great in terms of boxing ability. I agree. But let's make no mistake. He does not have the agility that Usyk has. And the reason is Usyk is, is, is sm a little smaller. But I think this, it, it, I, listen, it's a fight I want to see. I mean, I, I, listen, if, if, if Usyk is, is being compared to Lomachenko, then Usyk is going to figure out a way to to beat Tyson Fury too. I, I think I think Usyk proved tonight that he may be the best heavyweight out there. I think with the um the fact that he is so mobile would prevent Tyson Fury from doing what he does best and use that Kronk style of mauling his opponents and working on the inside because he wouldn't be able to pin him down. Now, I think that Anthony Joshua, if we remember, or I don't know how much a lot of people pay attention. There was almost a month ago where he actually said he wanted to prove he can outbox Usyk. Did anybody remember reading those articles? I do remember hearing comment of that, and I think that's that could explain some of um, his strategy tonight, where he he almost like made himself smaller, and I think that was a mistake. At least in who the AJ, AJ AJ making yeah. yeah 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 he looks smaller even though he's twenty pounds heavy. I. Well, he fought sort of at, crouched down. But he doesn't and, know how to fight like that. <laughs> well, yeah, and to me it was almost like he was he was giving uh, – he wanted to give a different look to Usyk to try to box him differently, and I thought, wow, that 
I wouldn't have gone that way. To me, I want to see him use that size and, and not and not let Yusick get in close enough. Because if you have a baseball bat, which he does, you have to keep the guy outside so he can use it. You can't use a baseball bat in here. Um, and that's the thing about um, uh, Joshua's punches. It's like great big baseball Louisville slugger swings, you know. Uh, those aren't as effective in close. And I thought that he really, the dimensions of the fight favored Usyk from the very opening bell. He never gave up that ground. And I think you're right that that would be interesting to see against Fury. I absolutely want to see it. I, I hope, quite honestly, Dax, I hope you're wrong. I hope even if he does think that Fury would have advantage, I hope he wants to fight him. Um, but I do think that... Uh, Oh my God! It'd be an ugly fight, and that hopefully it, the referee would be very important in that one, because you got Fury would try to maul him to reduce that movement. Because you're, you're right, Billy. See that movement? Fury is not used to that. No and way. That would, would would be devil him. So yeah. I I agree. I think Usyk is. I think he. You know how, I, the most talented right now. I think. I, he, I think he fights Tyson Fury. I, I think the uh, in his face, just like he was in AJ's face, Tyson Fury is too big and will it won't be able to land punches effectively. You use and and Tyson Fury doesn't have the punching power that AJ has. Um, I I don't know. I I don't see him beating. I I don't see Deontay Wilder beating Usyk no. either. I, so now all of a sudden he beats the, the. In my opinion, he beat the best heavyweight in AJ seemingly easily and uh I, I say to myself now i don't know i think he's the best heavyweight out there right now somebody's gonna have to beat him to shut me up oh Who I has what this was like a grand slam he went from number 10 ranked heavyweight to number one no doubt who has Yusuf fought this year other than anthony joshua yeah but dax it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. No, no, it doesn't matter no no but I'm it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because we could say the same thing for the for the other two guys That's, no no you're getting it wrong i'm asking you for a reason well then finish the sentence i don't what? i What's don't remember if he's fought anybody else this year has oh, he or has he not i don't think so oh I'll, oh oh I'll in, in the last calendar no, year I, I, I think he's it's been no did he sure wait a minute didn't he it. yes i think he did in the last Cass year witherspoon was yeah last. yeah and and because he fought he he fought two fights at heavyweight right or chisora might have been his last and the only reason why i'm asking is because i was putting this um little list together earlier in the year and, and i'm looking at my files back in june i'm looking at the um the resume of Yusik. Back when Yusik, this is this was his what fight? This was his nineteenth fight. Nineteenth fight, yeah. Okay, so so let so in his in June, when Yusik was eighteen and zero with thirteen stoppages, the combined resume of all his opponents put together was four twenty five seventy six and nine with three hundred and six knockouts. Now you add Anthony Joshua's resume onto that, and it's pretty hard to sit there and say, not only does he. Would you have to consider him the best heavyweight in the sport? Usyk, due to the amount of fighters he has that are unbeaten and the quality level, Usyk right now has a pretty good claim at being the pound-for-pound -pound best fighter in the sport, period. Yeah. Oh, I think I think that you could definitely make that case. Plus, he just won the greatest prize in sport. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Uh, We're on top of that. And we always argue on here, Alex, you know, that we – 
all of us always sit there and say, well, we don't like to include the heavyweights. But I mean, when you take what Usyk did at um, Cruiserweight and then now what he did at heavyweight, you have to kind of include him and consider him. Um, he might just be the best fighter in the sport, period, pound for pound. Do you think he has a fair claim at that, Bill? I definitely do. Because I think he's clearly, I said it in the chat room here, I think he's clearly top two. You can make an argument. I mean, look, who's the top three pound for pound? It's got to be I you. Had, I, I had Canelo, and then I had Inouye, and then I had Usyk. Well, what I'm saying is the top three, and and I think you could mix and match them right now, has to be Canelo, Usyk, and, and I still put Lomachenko in there. Yeah, I put Lomachenko at... Um, probably around four i believe i'd have i'd have to look at the last list that i made but um de definitely i think um after this fight that um Usyk is my number two in the world and depending on how this fight plays out with um well i'm sorry i should say that right now i believe that Usyk is number one in the world and depending on how the canelo plant fight plays out would decide whether or not canelo takes that spot back right yeah, I would agree, and I would just want to say that um, I think I agree with Dax that it, it, it's the 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 three uh, the three headed monster in terms of the pound for pound would be uh, Canelo in a way and uh, Usyk, and I think that like like Dax said that uh, even though I don't like to put heavyweights in my pound for pound because Usyk didn't start at a heavyweight. Um, that's a different case. I agree. I don't like yeah. putting him in my, pound for pound either. But but, but the when, fact that he started it, as a crew I, that's why where he's in the discussion. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. I've exactly. said this for the last decade that I never put a, a heavyweight because pound for pound rankings were made for every division other than heavyweight. Because if you're the heavyweight champion, you are the top dog you know guys that have been heavyweight champions that 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 go in that pound for pound list are are far and few in between roy jones jr has to be in that uh discussion because you know he moved up now you sick you know right. david hay if if david hay, if you say he was a pound for pound i don't but he did go up from you know from uh cruiserweight up in into that division but well toe for toe he's better than anybody who Toe, toe for toe. Yeah, okay, I know the toe. The toe, you get, you get that, that, the toe. Um, I got it. I got well. Well, listen, we, we could, we could, we could drop down to one forty-seven, and you know, there's guys in there with a with a lot of uh, excuses too that haven't fought. I mean, uh, isn't there a guy from? Isn't there a guy from Florida that was supposed to be so good? I mean, when was the last time he fought? Well, and the other thing I was going to say was that um, there, uh, the Chisora fight, Dax, was uh, Halloween 2020. So, yeah, it had been a long time since he was in the ring okay, as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Dax, you're right. All right, let's talk about a couple of the undercard fights uh, specifically. Now, now, one, one other thing that actually adds to that, I'm sorry, just to um, uh, the Usyk's claim for being pound for pound best is, remember, Usyk has actually holds the record in boxing for one claiming a legitimate world title at cruiserweight in the least amount of fights of any fighter in history. Usyk also holds the record for being the undisputed lineal heavyweight champion in the four belt era with the least amount of fights in history. He did that in 15 fights and Teofimo Lopez did it in 16 fights or you could say a 17 fight, but Teofimo Lopez collected all those belts from Lomachenko 
and uh, Usyk, you know, collected all his one by one, and then now we have Usyk as uh, the unified heavyweight champion of the world. So there's just so many things that he's accomplished in under 20 fights that I don't think we've ever seen anybody else doing under 20 fights outside of Lomachenko. I love the nickname "Crazy Unicranian Genius." It's much. He better. looks like a madman. He, he does. He does. He does. He does. Him knocking on your yeah, door. He does. And sitting there, Mr. Calagero, I'm here yeah. to pick your daughter. I know. Up yeah, well, I get the fuck out of here. I shoot him. But uh, uh, you know, the, the the thing is simple. You know, you you know, you got Wiley Coyote, super genius. But now we've we've done better. Now we have the crazy Ukrainian genius, and I, and I love it. All right, uh, on the undercard. Um, Campbell Hatton, Ricky Hatton's son. All right, you know, so we're in the chat room and this, and uh, we got a cat in here. Oh, you know, the American uh, fights usually have uh, robberies and stuff. And, and I said, hey, listen, first of all, nobody loves the the English uh, fight scene more than me. I, I wish we were doing this show from England right now. I've been saying it for uh, ten years, but tonight we saw a robbery. Campbell Hatton against Sonny Martinez. Oh, yeah. uh, I had five rounds to one in that fight. I mean, I had I had Sonny Martinez beating the shit out of Ricky. I mean, I, I not Ricky Hatton, but Campbell Hatton. I mean, it wasn't a close fight. When I heard the scores, I was just like, oh, man. And, and even the uh, announcing team was like, yeah, that's home cooking. 58-57 for Hatton. What's your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think it's it's unfortunate what's happening with Hatton is that um, what this development phase that normally a fighter at this stage would be happening far away from the bright lights that he's getting, this hyper-focus is not helping him. And it created a situation where corruption was the only way to keep him undefeated and that's what we saw tonight and that that was just disgusting because everyone saw what they saw i, I like the way roy jones explained it because it did show you that um if you're a box a prize fighter you have to get over that right away because that's that's what could happen this sport is crooked you know if you take away the uh the um, brain damage and the blood uh it's just like figure skating um, you know it <laughs> or, or collecting or collecting comic books uh, but uh uh hey listen dax no, I mean, look, it, no it, that's the, 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 that's that's tough business. that's i know i know i, it, I love i love all the photos you text me they're great we, i wish, we, I, wish we know I was how tough it is to be the son of a legend or a you know but dax what i was and, yeah but what i was going to say is this you know better than anyone you know, the bottom line is that this kid had virtually no amateur career. And so so the, the way you bring up that, look, look, I've been in the boxing business a long time. And the way you bring up a kid like that, that doesn't have the pedigree or experience of a, of a brilliant amateur career, is you got to carefully pick your opponents. And you got to hand feed them these guys that don't have a chance. They picked the wrong guy tonight. And they tried to give this kid no one week's notice, you know, six days notice or whatever the case is. But it exposed Campbell Hatton. He has no defense. He took a lot of shots. And then what are they saying on the, uh, on the broadcast? He's got a good chin. Yeah. You don't want to say he's got a good chin in, chin in his fourth professional fight. That's telling you he's, he doesn't know how to defend himself. You know, I, I mean, you know, come on, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my point is that the 
because a lot of these fight we'll use Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. for example because like you said you, you hand feed Good. them opponents early on is what they did with Junior in Mexico when he was when he was 15 years old. Now, Junior never had the desire to be a fighter. He was more or less kind of thrust into it, which is why he fell off and, you know, he is where he is now, especially because he has money. Now, Campbell, though, he wanted to be a fighter and due to that limited amateur experience and because Ricky is such a big name over there, they're fast-tracking him to something where he's going to end up getting himself hurt. It was kind of sad to see in there that this kid getting hit like that. This is something that I have fighters in the gym that have only been there two, three months and in their second or third time that, you know, they're in there and they, you know, they're uh, working the mitts. And the first time they go in there and spar against another fighter that's only been in there, you know, a couple months. And I'm talking light sparring, just moving around. They show better ring knowledge than what Campbell Hatton has. And they keep saying, oh, all this development is back over into in the gym. But meanwhile, you have him in front of 65,000 people here. You know, it's like, are you, okay, I understand you want to fast track him. That'd be great if he had some experience. But this kid literally, and I don't mean to be mean, but he does have no boxing skill whatsoever. He's not a Joey Spencer or something like that here where, you know, they're matching him up against the right guys, but he also has a solid amateur career and he has some proven ability to go in there and, and hang in with the bigger, stronger guys. And considering, too, imagine if Sonny had a little bit of power. Listen. Uh, oh no! If Sonny had a little, uh, he did have enough power to hurt Hatton, but yeah, but you know, he had I, I just knockout, and in that six, in that uh, six round, you could have really made a strong case for that being, you know, for that being waved off. Listen, Chavez, I, I, I understand your analogies, okay, but but here's the difference: Chavez was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and you know he 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 got you know hand fed stuff. The the, the comparison I look at would be a Canelo. Canelo follows the path that they should be putting Campbell Hatton on. If you look at his resume, he didn't have a great amateur career either. He turned pro, and they built his his record up and, and built up his, his experience on the pro level with carefully selected opposition. And I don't think that that's been the case with Hatton. He's, he's you know, uh, 4-0 now with no knockouts. He's kind of struggled in every fight. I mean, yeah, he ran out of gas. Oh, they said he's not conditioned. You know, he's fighting four-round fights. This is, I, th I believe this was uh, the first six-round fight. First six round, yeah, yes. and, 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 you know, even even Ricky Hatton said, well, tonight if he takes his time, this guy is, is perfect for a knockout, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, he wasn't perfect for a knockout, you know. So I, I don't know. I think they have to reboot. I think they're capitalizing on, on Ricky Hatton's name too much. They should go uh, uh, under under the radar with with Campbell Hatton, not in the bright lights, not on sixty five, seventy thousand uh, uh, live uh, uh, audience. Uh, put him uh, uh, on that stage. I, I think it should have been the other way around. You know, in the small clubs fighting. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, you know, fighting club fighter type guys, build up his record, get some experience. And go from there. The big stage may be great for the name, but it's certainly not good for his career. What do you guys think? No, that's why. That's why I used Chavez as an example over Canelo because Canelo, there was no expectations for Canelo. You know, Canelo was literally unknown. His brother was, um, you know, he had brothers and other people in his family that were journeymen, but not a legend like you know Chavez Senior. But 
Jr. didn't have much of an amateur background. Now, Campbell Hatton, all of a sudden, if it was up to them, they'd had, they would have had him in there tonight fighting for a world title simply because he's Campbell Hatton. And that's why I don't understand, considering Ricky himself, towards the tail end of his career, did not go out the way he wanted to. I mean, his last two fights were one-sided losses. And you would have thought that, you know what, leave me bring my son along a little bit better. And, and it almost, and I'm not saying he is, but it's almost as if, though, they're just automatically assuming because Campbell's last name is Hatton, he can go in there and stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and he can keep the pace that his father used to keep when his father was at 140 pounds and his father was in his early 20s. And it's just not having, you know, some guys are born with that natural ability. Campbell just doesn't seem to be born with the same ability as his father. No, no doubt. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that they're they're certainly not doing any doing him any favors with with you know with everything that they're that we've just discussed. I think, and and because of the father son thing, you hope that uh, it's not that Ricky's pushing him or something. You hope that the kid wants this, but um, I don't know. Tonight, this was embarrassing. Um, I, I can't imagine he wanted that. Um, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting if I was him. Yeah. The next, uh, I mean, listen to that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I agree that I, I wouldn't want to be in the big spotlight, uh, you know, for some of these developmental, uh, fights. And that's basically what this was tonight. Um, that's the stage he's at. Do you think Ricky might've been a little bit, saying stuff to the cameras in terms of, oh, I think he'll get a knockout tonight because I remember them showing him several times sitting in the arena by himself. I, I I think he believed it. I think they're trying to calculate his career, and I just they made an error tonight. But uh, in the cruiserweight division, Lawrence uh, Oakley destroyed uh, Dylan uh, Prazovic tonight. Um, yeah, that's I, oof. I, but, that but body shot was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal, but the first punch set it up. But but I, how does he fare in the cruiserweight division? I, I mean, he seemed a little slow. He seems huge. Uh, tonight, the two fighters that seemed slow to me was, was Oakley and, and AJ. They just seemed slow. You know, their hand their hand speed just wasn't there. Not that Oakley was, was a speed demon, but AJ, I thought, threw faster punches what do you guys think between those two guys with their hand speed tonight? Okoli, I, I think, makes up for the the um, lack of speed with the power. Um, so I think, you know, that was on display tonight. But, um, you know, I think he is still one of the best cruiserweights, but I'm not sure what that will mean. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, but you know, it, it, now what? Sixteen, uh, seventeen and zero, fourteen KOs. So it, it still seems that they're talking about skipping over the new division. You know, they're talking about Oakley going from the cruiserweight division to the heavyweight division. There is a new division now in between, correct? He's not. Richard, <laughs> he's yeah. not much smaller than Anthony Joshua. Who, how hard Oakley? do you think it is for him? Yeah, how hard do you think it is for him to get down to um under two hundred pounds? He's six foot five. I believe he has about an eighty inch reach. 
You know, so I really think he's um, struggling to make that, which could be a reason why he is looks, you know, so slow. I mean, I've been a fan of his ever since um, he fought uh, Eve, Eve Nambu for the European Cruiserweight title, and he's steadily increased his opposition since. I think before he won the title, he actually faced two or three unbeaten opponents in a row. So it's not as though they're looking to um, give him soft touches and not develop him. I, I would um, like to see him maybe go in there against Breedis, um, I do think that his size advantage would make it more of a uh, fair fight. And if he even lost to Breedis, I don't think that would really hurt him much. And then he can make that jump up the heavyweight. Yeah, but he, I think he should consider... And then as a heavyweight, because he's the WBO champion, he would be able to call out Alexander Usyk right away. But I think that he should try to, you know, take over the bridge weight <laughs> division because I don't see him in the mix of heavyweights. You know, Usyk and AJ and Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and Derek Chisora, the top heavyweights, I don't see him uh, posing a threat to them. What do you, you think so, Alex? I think it's possible. I think that's one of the things that I remember a lot of people talking about it um, when Roy Jones stepped up to fight John Ruiz. If you're over 168 pounds, say from 175 and up, um, you can take a man out with one shot um, if you land it uh, r the right way. Um, so I do think that, and I think tonight was a good example that as for all the talk about the size difference, really didn't matter much. Um, now, granted, it's going to be a much bigger gulf when it when and if Usyk fights Fury. But um, in terms, like you're saying, with Okoli, um, maybe he is better suited at uh, the Andrew Cuomo bridge weight. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying that he's going to take take over the heavyweight division, whichever. All I'm saying is that I just think that under 200 pounds is really hurting him. You, you guys keep it going. I'll be right back. <laughs> But, yeah, I do think that uh, – I, I don't know. To me – and, Dax, this was something I was very curious to get your thoughts on um, was in terms of the comparison. I'm sure that once Bill gets back at some point, we will get to uh, the Canelo um, presser. Um, but I do think that the thing that was interesting about that was um, Dana White taking all those pot shots. He sounded – I don't know if you heard him. He sounded a lot like uh, Fox News – where he took uh, his chance to just kick boxing when it was down for um, allowing the two fighters not having a promoter between them. Well, Dana White right now is feeling kind of stupid for opening his mouth about anything, considering what just took place with John Jones after being inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. I mean, John Jones just got arrested, so who are you to criticize anybody? This is one of your best fighters of all time. But um, in terms of what took place at that press release, that was all Caleb Plant. And what amazes me is that Caleb Plant, after he called Canelo, you, and that's the funny part is, is um, Called, well, first he called him a bitch. He told him to suck his dick. He told he, he called him um, a cheat. He called Eddie Reynoso a fat fuck. And he calls him a motherfucker. Now, Canelo was fine with everything else. Now, Canelo's starting to learn some English, but Canelo doesn't quite translate it all that well. You can say whatever you want about me, but don't you ever say anything about my mother, And which is what caused that push. 
you know, uh, the motherfucker. So I don't know what Canelo in his mind is sitting there, you know, oh, so you're going to do what to my mother? Um, and how the rest of this plays out, I'm not really sure. Now, let me ask you this. I do believe that Caleb Plant had to talk himself up. I don't believe that Caleb Plant is really as um, secure and confident as Caleb Plant would like everybody else to believe. Oh, because I, I think that's what's amazing about it is that it, it's like he's already lost round one. He lands a grazing shot and gets caught twice and cut in, in, in what, a fraction of a second? That was amazing. And now we have been to... This is what the thing is I've argued with a lot of people on social media about where, oh, you don't know the dog that Caleb Plant has in him. You don't know. And then Canelo's only beating this one. Canelo's only beating this guy when they were past their best and he lost the uh, the Mayweather fight, which people still bring up. Um, he should have lost the fight to um, Eris Landy Laura. In my opinion, he lost the, um, the first Triple G fight or the second Triple G fight and on and on and on. And Caleb Plant has never lost against anybody else. And we would have these debates on the show, but ever since we have been, you know, I've, I've covered four Canelo fights in person, but I'm talking about when, when you're there in his biggest fights, like you guys with the Kovalev and Canelo and like um, me and Billy with uh, Danny Jacobs and Canelo, when you're there and you actually see how Canelo, how good he really is in person compared to TV, on TV it doesn't do justice in terms of exactly how fast, how strong, how, how subtle Canelo is in his movements. Am, am I right or wrong on that or am I overhyping him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's definitely um, arguably the best there is right now. And and and, and uh, the level of his opposition proves it. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, all right. I, I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple other things. Um, I, I do have an email in the next show that I'm going to read. I, I'm not going to get into it now, but um, just want to make sure that uh, Alex, the other Alex Thompson... Uh, knows that I'm going nice. to read his email. He he uh, he sent me an interesting email about uh, the Ali documentation uh, documentation documentary uh, by Ken Burns. <clears throat> the documentary, <laughs> but uh, uh, in any event, um, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about was two things. One, Manny Pacquiao says he's open to a rematch with Ugas. My opinion is. Manny Pacquiao should retire and focus on the presidency of of his country. What do you guys think? I agree. I thought I heard him announce. I thought I was pretty sure within the last two days I heard Manny Pacquiao say he's officially retired and he has no plans on coming back and he is going to focus on I him. haven't heard that. Maybe I missed that. Did 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 you hear that, Alex? I think he is running for president. I don't know if I don't know about boxing, but he definitely is running for president. Okay, so now the the this the second thing. Well, I'm going to skip over that for a second. But uh, the PBC uh, fighters, you know, we've been critical of them for not uh, fighting outside the PBC. Uh, but the one thing that the PBC fighters seem to to all do is get in trouble. Jamal Charlo uh, a couple of weeks ago was arrested on robbery charges. Uh, after his credit card was denied, was declined with a waitress. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what's transpired after that. But the bottom line is, uh, how come these fighters can't seem to stay out of trouble? It's not like it used to be, Bill. And you, you should know this. Uh, you know, in all the years that I've been around gyms and anybody who's watching who's um, whether or not they're a coach or they're a fighter who's been around gyms before 19, um, before 2000, I should say, 
we don't have a lot of the mentors that we used to that sit there and talk to fighters and tell fighters stuff that they need to hear. And even after they turn pro, that they're sitting there and they're looking out for these fighters. And they're, you know, they're telling these fighters and they're constantly in their ear about whether or not who to stay away from, whether or not they should or should not do certain things, whether or not this is bad for their image, or as you guys have stated uh, earlier in the show, how refreshing it was to see how Yusik and Joshua behaved leading up to the fight. They were like gentlemen. They both behaved like we would want world champions to behave by not going around with all these antics, except a lot of these PBC fighters remember their age and the fact that they grew up in this social media era. So this is more or less acceptable behavior. It, it shouldn't so be. In their minds, it, it shouldn't. I'm, I'm not excusing that, but in their minds, they've done they've done nothing wrong because this is acceptable. And because I'm a world champion, I can go around and do whatever I want. Adrian Broner just turned down two seven figure paydays to fight Conor Ben because it's about billions. Well, they're delusional. Uh, and it's a shame because the PBC, everybody uh, touted the PBC when, when they hit the scene uh, that they were going to save boxing. And in my opinion, it's the total opposite. And speaking of total opposite, there's a lot of rumor going around that there's going to be a Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather Jr. rematch. Uh, the Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather Jr. 2 um oscar apparently has offered floyd a 100 million dollars to fight uh you know uh, uh floyd floyd says that he's willing to fight if oscar really has the money what do you guys think i think if it's like the um tyson roy jones thing it could be fun no but, um, I, but oscar was is is hell-bent on fighting Real yeah, fight. I don't want that. No, I don't want them real fight. No, no, no. I thought that was a gr disgusting. The um, the Holyfield thing. That whole card. Um, I think no. that showed. I think that showed people. You better watch out who you're fighting. Oscar Day. I, I mean, uh, Evander Holyfield. Um, it was pathetic. And and yeah, and of, of all people, and, and his legacy of what he uh, listen. I was never, I'll be honest, I was never a big uh, Evander Holyfield fan, but the one thing I always said about Holyfield, I've never witnessed a guy with the recuperative powers of Evander Holyfield. I mean, that George Foreman fight, I will never forget till I take my last breath of how beaten Evander was and, and the time it took for the cheeseburger-eaten... A uh, uh, guy to cross over that ring and George Foreman to fuck to, to just plot across the ring. Evander recuperated, and I was amazed at that. He didn't show any of that uh, in the fight uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was sad. But Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather is it a little closer? I mean, uh, Floyd still is, is got what almost a decade on him in in terms oh, yeah. of. Uh, age and it, and in terms of mileage uh floyd has never floyd, a gambling addiction takes a lot less uh physical toll than drugs and alcohol so yeah i think floyd would spank the shit out of him so uh, yeah maybe, maybe if, oscar if, maybe the fact that oscar's still trying to get a real fight should be reason enough not to let him well the funny thing about the holyfield and de la hoya i mean the holyfield situation was 
De La Hoya was supposed to fight Vitor Belfort. They were supposed to fight at 185 pounds. And I forget, it was a very short amount of time. I think less than a week that De La Hoya pulled out. So Belfort fights Holyfield at over 200 pounds. Or, or close to 200 pounds. Um, I always sat there and wondered, really... Did De La Hoya really have any intention of fighting Vitor Belfort? Considering in that short amount of time, Belfort wouldn't have been able to lose all that all that weight. That's a lot of weight, 20 pounds to lose heading into that. And Evander Holyfield being the warrior that he is, of course he's going to say yes. It doesn't matter if Evander was 105, he was going to say yes. In terms of Oscar De La Hoya fighting anybody, I think Oscar De La Hoya just got to the point to where he just wants attention. Just stick to being a promoter and just step behind the scenes because in the last year he's called Canelo out three times for a legitimate fight. Well, he lost. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I mean, I, why not? He should just yes, yeah, stick to being an influencer. Just be on Twitter. Well, um, yeah. When that that whole thing with his COVID, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but there's a meme of this guy with no shirt on and he has like a uh, he has um headphones that he has like close to his nostrils and it says something like i'm sorry i called in you know i'm in the hospital he's faking it you know and that's sort of what i that thought photo would- when i saw that photo of him in the hospital i said yeah. to myself somehow that i don't think that's a hospital you know because I mean- there were so many rumors that they'd only sold a handful of tickets and then it's like you know what oh my god oh he was actually he was hospitalized no that's Supposedly what he said he that's what hospital. he says there, there was I, I, photos one of the picture one of the i think the instagram post looked like he was in a hospital bed it, and then the, the recovered one he was like sitting on the edge of the hotel <laughs> yeah well, was like, he in the in the hospital bed or was he just in the er yeah well it listen was, there's yeah, a big difference yeah. between being in the er and it, being in the hospital. It reminded uh, me of Keith Thurman. It reminded me of Keith Thurman. I really did have a car accident. You know, I, I mean, you know, he was, I, whatever. But uh, interesting stuff. Uh, we got to witness a great fight tonight. And uh, listen, guys, I, I appreciate you coming on. I got to oh. refresh my drink. And I, uh, I look forward to uh, the next post fight, which is going to be next week, I think. Don't we have well, another so big fight? The tenth, we have Deontay Wilder and. Oh wait, I heard, I heard Deontay Wilder is for real and Tyson, now. And, and, and Tyson Fury three, <laughs> so we're gonna have that fight, and then hopefully the winner of that fight will actually meet with Alexander Usyk. Just one last thing, just before no. we before no we wait wait off. before you say that. That's not going to happen. They're all going to want to fight AJ now. AJ is going to be the the most popular guy they all want to fight. Nobody's going to want to fight Usyk. They're not going to want to fight Usyk. We're going to see people duck Usyk now. Usyk made a mistake tonight. He looked too good. Now he's going to be ducked. You watch. You watch. You'll, you'll never convince me that AJ or Wilder, and I said it on the show many times, and... A matter of fact, I'm going to post it on the Facebook page where I found it because uh, Spectrum News, uh, Spectrum now actually has YouTube, a YouTube channel, and I just happened to be scrolling through there and looking at uh, old uh, video footage where I had said on there that Joshua and Wilder are going to be sorry if they don't make their mega fight because one of them is going to end up losing, and if one of them doesn't lose, they're both going to end up losing, and the fight's going to be worth a fraction of what it was, even if it does happen, and we already know what took place um joshua lost then um 
Wilder lost. Now, Joshua's lost twice. If Wilder loses twice, then they're going to want to fight. But when they were both undefeated, there is no way you could convince me that either one of those guys ever wanted anything to do with each other. No. Or else they could have made that fight happen. Financially. And I said that on the show. Financially. I said, I don't care. Make a rematch. Take the short. And if me and Alex, let's say, you know, me and Alex are champions, okay, I'll take the short end of the money this time, Alex, so we can make the fight happen. We'll make it happen up where you live this time. Next time for the rematch, you take the short end of the money and we'll have it where I live. And this way, you know what? In the end, business-wise, no matter what the result is, that we're both going to walk away with a fortune. Now, that fight will be worth money, but you know what? That fight would be an undercard fight. It's not going to be a main event fight anymore. Alex, I advise you not to respond to that. We're in contract negotiations with Dax Khan, and we're not going to accept that deal. So, what I think, and the bottom line is, is that... Truth of the matter yeah, is, yeah, yeah, Alex Garipoli, yeah, he's half the man he used to be. Yeah, I but, actually believe that but, De La Hoya would have to lose 20 pounds to get in the ring with Alex. Well, listen, the problem with Alex is all those cats in the, in the, in the shop, man. He's got 47 cats today. He's the cat man. All right? You've heard of Catwoman? He's the cat man. But listen, the bottom yeah, line is this... Eat. Deontay, yeah, whoa, don't fuck around with a cat when it's time for dinner, man. They'll be like, look, yeah, I know. But the truth of the matter is, is that Deontay Wilder's going to end up being the odd man out because A.J. Deontay's too risky. But A.J. Tyson Fury is still going to be a money fight because not only are people going to want to see it here in the States, it's going to still be humongous in England. A.J.'s lost tonight to Usyk. And even if he loses again, a fight with Tyson Fury will still generate tons of money. We all know that. But Deontay Wilder will be the odd man out. The only way that Deontay Wilder can stay in the picture is should he beat Tyson Fury. And that's not going to happen. Right. Deontay Wilder is, is cashing out and we'll probably see him right off into the sunset. Uh, the way uh, Clint Eastwood does in all his westerns, but that's just my opinion. Well, I tell you, I would not be shocked if we don't see all that much of Anthony Joshua. He looked pretty defeated tonight. Um, but they love him. Know. He's a draw. Yes, he definitely is, and I, I, that atmosphere was tremendous. I would have loved to be there. I did want to say uh, that. Um, wh what did you want to say? Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Pietro looks like Pietro's about to slap you upside the I head. Know. I know. He's I like, know. dude, where's the meal? He's like, come on, man. I, I was uh, promised the meal. This is my uh, schedule. You're off my schedule. I, you know? Know. I always ask. The first thing I ever asked on the show about the, um, Anthony Joshua is, will Anthony Joshua in the long run turn out to be more Frank Bruno? or more I Lennox said it. Lewis? I said yeah. it in the chat room. If you go back and look at it, I, I said the exact, I made the exact analogy, Dax. And unfortunately, as much as I love AJ, I hate to say it, but it looks like Frank. I also Bruno. said at the, and you laughed at me. I also said in the post. I laugh all the time. Carlos Takam fight, and you can pull that up. I said Anthony Joshua looked exhausted in the fifth round. The first time he steps in the ring with somebody who he can't hurt and keep down and keeps coming at him, Anthony Joshua is going to lose. You told me I was crazy. You went on a rant about something that I have no idea to this day. You still and are what crazy. Happened, the very first time that Anthony Joshua couldn't keep somebody down, what happened? He got stopped. But you're crazy no matter what. It doesn't matter about that. I mean, boxing, yeah, come on. You know, I was not crazy until the night that Carl Froch and Jermaine Taylor fought at Foxwoods and his freaking little Italian 
Italian guy with a mustache comes walking up. To Somebody me stole me. my seat. Oh, Somebody who stole my seat. Who's your I, favorite heavyweight? I, Lennox Lewis. Oh, oh, he's garbage. Oh, yeah. Well, we both, you know, here we are. We should be ringside, and our listeners were sitting ringside, and we had to sit in friggin' 10 rows back. Alex, I know you had one last comment. Oh, so what I was going to mention was that. Thank you for your comment, Alex. We're moving on. No, go ahead. um, I just was a little surprised uh, about uh, just the production value of DAZN. Um, You're right. First of all, the squeamishness of, um, yes, it was a a frightening knockout, uh, the Callum Smith knockout. Um, But this is a combat sport network. They go to the... uh, the sky cam out of they're afraid to show us. I know. I, I, I was a little surprised at that. Not that I want it. You know, well, you know me, so maybe you, you love know, that. You love that. You so. me. Yeah. <laughs> you want I'm you a, you wanted to see replays of the knees twitching. I, I, I know I you want, did. You know, car accident cam. I know. Um, but no, um, no. But I, I think that there's definitely somewhere the, the way they be that behavior was very odd. And then the other thing that was even weirder was. They was no uh, unofficial scorecard. There was no punch stat. They there was Roy, no, jo- Roy Jones Jr. who kept he was. That's he, all they had. He's, that was he, the only um was uh, and who is it? Darren Barker. That's there also. I don't know. Yeah. There was yeah, the, Darren Barker was uh, there. Barker. The other unusual thing is that the referee scored the the Campbell Hatton. Fight. No, that's not well, unusual. That's, that's not. Thing, no, it? it's not. That's the way they do it in England. But in I, England, te- right? I I tell you. Um, it, it's Roy Jones Jr. reminded me of Slip Mahoney of the Dead End Kids, uh, uh, the Bowery Boys. I mean, he was murder. He was murdering the English language worse than I've ever done. I mean, he. What was- I liked about Roy Jones Jr. when they talked about Deontay Wilder was, it might have been, whether it was tonight or it was on another show. He talks about how Deontay Wilder's power, where Deontay Wilder, you might have to say he should be number two in the division for as long as he dominated the division. He was knocking everybody out, but. I don't really like him. Yeah, no, I know. He said, uh, he yeah, said, I, like I know. But I, I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, why we're bashing, why we're bashing the broadcast? Okay, I tried to refrain from that, but since that, you guys, that was a great comment. But, but, I, that, that no, was no, great no, 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 I love that. But <laughs> why you guys are at it? Listen, I love the zone. I love, I love the the whole concept of the zone. I can't stand those two guys that it's like a oh, Barack and whoever the other one. That, uh, come on, they don't know boxing. I, it makes me sick to see that. The, oh, the 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 zone boxing show with them. Listen, they don't know the sport. Where they came from, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I I just don't know. And and they kept going back to them and promoting that. I mean, I get it, but come on, man. Get uh, the zone deserves true boxing people involved with it, and and for the most part, they have it on on some of the when Brian Kenny's on the broadcast, and I, and I, I actually think Sergio Mar- Mora does a great job. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, they have a good A team tonight. Clearly, it was the B team. And Paul Smith, when Paul Smith is on the broadcast, Paul Smith is is, is uh, pretty good too. But anyway, Fight. hey guys, we got to run. Uh, for everybody watching and listening, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, feed the kitties. Yeah, you better, you better. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us tonight, and we look forward to next week. All right. Uh, in the meantime, tune in same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.